0: Welcome back to Duskwall. As always, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you for all the kind words after last episode's announcement. Preparing to say goodbye to a show, characters, and story that you love is never easy, but your support has meant the world to us. And we're really looking forward to being able to share our new plans with all of you. International Podcast Month is almost over which means there's a treasure trove of excellent episodes for you to listen to. You can hear me and Waffles in a few different episodes. My second one, a game of Songs for the Dusk, was released yesterday. Songs for the Dusk is a forged-in-the-dark game that puts a very different spin on the post-apocalyptic setting. It's really cool, and I highly recommend checking it out. Next, I'm going to tell you about this month's featured charity, which was suggested by Josie. With protests against police brutality and white supremacy continuing across the nation, we recommend donating to your local bail fund. Bail funds are organizations that pay bail for people who can't afford it, and who also often provide legal support for people once they're out on bail. Right now, many of these organizations are supporting protesters who have been arrested, but they're important to support at all times, as cash bail unfairly harms black and brown people, especially those living in poverty. You can find your local bail fund by searching online for your city or state plus bail fund. We'll link to a few in the show notes. Things continue to be very, very dire here in the United States. So please continue to call your representatives, support candidates who can oust the current Republican leadership, and prepare to vote. In addition, keep looking for ways to support your communities through donations, volunteering, protesting, and more. We need to take care of each other as much as we can, especially now. Now then, let's get started, shall we? We open up in Lonnie and Roxanne's apartment. It's, uh, you know, as we have seen before, uh, small, cramped, a lot like their office at the, uh, the North Hook Mirror was lots of papers and books filling the space. And with the, the three of you present, it, it's definitely feels a little crowded. There, there's a kind of worried, somber air to this conversation. Uh, the three of you had come over here because, uh, earlier today you got a note saying that, um, the two of them had something uh, urgent they needed to talk to you about, and I, I think that you know they. When you arrived, uh, Lonnie kind of brought you in, sat you down on various mismatched chairs around the table, um, and she is standing behind Roxanne, who who is sitting at the table. Um, she she had her head in her hands when you walked in, but kind of sat up. Mm-hmm. And Roxanne will will start to explain, you know, signing along as she does so. So, last night, um, we got a letter, uh, unsigned, um, neither of us recognized the handwriting, uh, from someone who has some information about my family that would be, I think, potentially damaging to my reputation. If it got out.
1: I I see.
0: And, you know, my reputation leads into the reputation of our press and everything that we're printing there. So we're being blackmailed, basically, is what it comes down to.
1: What are they asking for?
0: Right now, money, which we don't have. And and Lonnie uh, kind of steps away and goes to one of the many stacks of papers and will will take out an envelope and, and slide it across the table. And she signs, uh, this is the letter.
1: Minx will open it and read it and let make sure the other two have space to lean in and look.
0: Yeah, yeah. So all, all of you looking in. For once, I didn't actually draft <laughs> the letter. the The summary of it is basically there's a few things talking about Roxanne's grandfather Mm. and uh, his betrayal of Duskwall and the Empire. Not any further details than that, but it's apparently enough for Roxanne to know what they're talking about. And uh, yeah, they're asking for basically like six coin for now to keep this quiet. And and the implication is very much that there will be more (laughs) requests for money in the future. Mm -hmm. Myra? Yes. This handwriting looks familiar. It's not, like, immediately familiar like it's Salia's handwriting. But something about it pings your brain to that time in your life. And you you don't know exactly whose this is, but you, you recognize it. You've seen this handwriting before somewhere.
2: Hmm. I think Myra takes, a, takes the letter and, like, frowns at the handwriting for a minute, you know, until she figures out why it's pinging or familiar. And she says... Yeah, we really need to fix this, because this is our fault.
3: What are you talking about?
2: This came from Salia, or at least one of her people.
1: And Salia is the sort to come by this sort of information.
2: (laughs) It's her bread and butter.
1: So it's a matter of how do we get that away from Salia? Uh,
0: I think Roxanne will say, I I don't- I have no idea what evidence she could have.
1: Not to put too fine a point on it. Perhaps if we knew what they know, you are by no mean, no means obligated.
0: I think she kind of heaves a sigh and is like, "No, it's it's all right. I I don't think that the the three of you will judge me at least for this." Um, my grandparents uh, moved here from Scovlin when they were fairly young, I think in their teens, and. You know, they, they met here in the city, and uh, I think they they both worked in the docks. My grandfather was never happy here, and this was in the, the years leading up to the Unity War, when the Empire was sort of gearing up for it, but hadn't fully declared war yet. But most people could see what was coming. <laughs> uh, my grandfather saw it too, and he ended up making contact with a, well, a spy for Scovelin. And he passed information about what the Empire was up to to him for years. And the spy disappeared one day, and that was sort of the end of it. But there's a lot of people here who would uh, would not look well on me or my family for that.
1: Right. This is difficult, because our connections with, shall we say, Scofland resistance are slim. But I feel the most effective way of combating this information is to cast it as misinformation.
2: Or we could steal it.
1: Right. But again, it's a matter of what proof could they possibly have of this correspondence, especially since it may have very well been in person.
0: Yeah, Roxanne just kind of shrugs helplessly as like, they have to have found out somehow. It
1: indicate in any way how they intended to make the information known?
0: The letter says something to the effect of your your former colleagues at the Doskval Daily will find this very interesting.
2: There has to be something here. There's either somebody who's talked or something that she has that is written down because she doesn't make threats without something to back it up.
1: You're certain this isn't simply meant to lure us into a trap, because it seems a pretty tried and true strategy for them to harass someone we care about to put us in a compromising situation.
2: It could be, but I don't think she would make this play without having something that she could really actually put out there.
1: That's true. And I suppose it's not mutually exclusive for her to have proof and it also be a trap.
2: Oh, no, it absolutely is also a trap. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not, yeah, it's absolutely also a trap.
0: Um, And I I think Roxanne will chime in as like, you know, I I feel like this ends up hurting you either way, you know, either we pay her and have to probably shut down the press, you know, sell the printing press in order to to pay it, and then we have to stop, you know, publishing our our pamphlets and your history things, uh, or we refuse. And there's a big story in the Duskfall Daily, and our reputation is ruined. And the same result, we probably end up having to shut down. I think she's set this up to where she feels like no matter what she does, she'll win. And it's probably also a trap. What is
1: the deadline? And how is the golden tended to be delivered?
0: The deadline is about a week from today. Mm-hmm. It seems like Salia wants them to have enough time to actually get the money together rather than just being like, you have to get this money tomorrow because that's just not possible. Mm-hmm. I think it's just that someone is going to come to like their apartment to collect the money on the, the day because like this letter was like slid under the, the door mm-hmm. last night.
1: That setup is almost too easy. A bit.
3: Again, could be a trap.
1: Yeah, it is most likely a trap, because as is, it would be a fairly simple matter to stop the arrival of the information in the intervening week and simply ambush whoever comes
0: to collect. Roxanne just kind of shrugs and is like, uh, this is my first time being blackmailed, so uh, I'll, I'll leave it to the, the three of you to figure out what the best response is.
1: Th- that's true, but I do think we should include you on this discussion. Because you are the ones most at risk here. <laughs> I don't know if you've had an active role in planning our criminal enterprises before. This should be exciting. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we want to make sure that whatever we do doesn't come back to, you know, backfire
0: on you. We appreciate that. And I, I think before you get much farther than that, there is a knock at the door.
1: I, I think Minx will go get up to get it um, and okay. have a hand on her cane sword. She she doesn't carry the demon slaying sword with her. She she keeps that safe in the nest until yeah. she thinks she <laughs> needs it.
0: That makes sense because yeah, that's not a. It's not a subtle blade.
1: <laughs> it, is there like a uh, peephole? Yes. Who is on the other side of the door?
0: Uh, so it it takes you a second to to recognize her because you. I mean, one you've only met her like once mm-hmm. or twice. But also because Clave just looks completely different from how you've seen her previously. Oh, uh-huh. A- A- Minna, you can tell me if this sounds right, but I feel like Sally is the sort of person who has certain expectations for how her uh her people present themselves, particularly the her her apprentices, her trainees. She expects them to look, you know, put together and clothes should be well, you know, should be nicely tailored and clean and and all of that. Like she doesn't have a uniform, but there's definitely a dress code.
2: This is absolutely true because her whole thing is she
0: wants to be respectable. So that's how you've you've seen Clave previously. She's she's dressed pretty nicely. She's not right now. She's wearing uh like a a pretty ratty looking coat with like a a hood flipped up. Her hair, which is like a a like platinum blonde, basically is like bundled back up under the hood, so you can barely see it. It's obvious that she is trying not to be recognized. Mm -hmm. And she's just kind of like glancing around outside uh, and and kind of like shifting from foot to foot uh, looking pretty.
1: I think Minx is going to turn back to the table and whisper, Myra, it's Clave."
2: What is Clave doing here?
1: Presumably it has something to do with this.
2: But why would they move up the timeline like this? I think Myra is like, Fine, I'll deal with this. Well, uh, we're just gonna let her in? Not let her in. We're gonna go out there. Okay.
1: Yes. Uh, Lonnie and Roxanne, we we will handle this. They may be- she may be a friend, but we need to ascertain that.
3: Hmm. Maybe stay out of sight for just a second?
0: All right, and I think they, they stand up and they'll kind of move into the kitchen, which is not like a direct line of sight to the door.
1: I think Minx is going to be behind the door a bit. Pop it open a bit for Myra to address through it.
0: Yeah, Clave. Uh, oh, I was hoping to get Minx.
1: I'm here. Don't worry, dear.
0: <laughs> uh, I is is um yeah, is a uh, Blair there as well? Right here. Oh, good. All right. Um, I was waiting for you uh, outside. Uh, I needed to tell you what was going on, uh, but. You were taking a long time, and you don't have time.
1: What do you mean, don't have time?
0: So they—they uh, they told you about the blackmail, right?
1: Uh, yes, uh, we shouldn't discuss that in the hall.
0: Fine. So w- wait a minute before
3: we let you in. How do we know Sally didn't send you?
1: Well, we do have our standing business arrangement, and at least between myself and Clave, we understand what happens if either of us is not being forthright.
0: Salia doesn't have any reason to send anybody here until the payments due. Do. She doesn't know I'm here. At least I hope she doesn't. Myra. Okay. Yeah. So so Clave steps in. I think uh, Lani and Roxanne are kind of watching this whole thing play out from the kitchen with a lot of suspicion. And Clave, like, as soon as the the door shuts, um, Clave says, uh, "All right. So somebody. Uh, where do I start?" I don't know how much Myra has told all of you about Salia's operations, but it's not just her immediate apprentices. She has a pretty widespread network of cells, informants, people who get information for her. One of those groups was responsible for getting the information on uh, Roxanne here. Sorry about that. Um, (laughs) She kind of like (laughs) says to Roxanne briefly, who just kind of like glares at her, and they... We're holding that information along with some other blackmail material. Um, Salia doesn't want to have everything centralized. Earlier this morning, somebody broke into that place and stole everything, all the evidence.
1: So someone... are, are we certain that's a bad thing?
0: I mean, I don't know who has it. And you don't know who has it, which means it's gone from something you have a little control over to something have no control over
1: but no doubts salia is going to proceed as though she still has it to execute on her plan
0: no she's trying to get it back i see she sent ojal ah oh geez apparently it's very important that she has this information which makes me think that it's not just your friend here there's probably other far more valuable no offense (laughs) They're both glaring really hard now. (laughs) Uh, Far more valuable information that got taken.
1: I see. Was there any indication of who the thief was?
0: Not that I know of. I wasn't directly involved in any of those operations, and then I, I saw her send Ojal out with orders to find it, recover it.
1: And now it is at risk of coming out sooner as well.
0: And... If you can get your hands on this information yourselves, that's going to do a lot of damage to her her operations generally. might make it a little easier to take her down.
1: I see. Well, thank you for telling us. Do you have any indication of whether you will be involved in recovering the information?
0: No, no, she didn't have me on this. And I, I can't help you because if Ojal recognizes me, I'm dead.
1: Right. I, I was just... Trying to avoid the situation on the boat again where we had to improvise.
0: Uh, No, no, I'm uh, officially out doing some other work right now.
1: So at the very least, you have a cover during all this?
0: Yeah. um, The only thing that I know is that they were pretty sure that this thief had holed up somewhere in the docks.
1: Well, we do have contacts there.
0: I think Clave basically was standing right at the door this whole time, and then is going to kind of start scooting back towards the door and, and reach. And I'll be like, um, I need to go so that nobody gets suspicious. But, um, good luck. Uh
1: You as well.
0: Thanks. I'll try to follow up with you after, if, if I can. All right. She zips out the door and disappears pretty quickly. So... Uh is there anything else you want to do here in the apartment? Uh I think we're all set. Okay. So, we're doing things a little differently today. Uh-oh. Uh in terms of kind of how the the score is going to work. What I'm thinking here is that gather info is part of the score.
1: Interesting. Oh.
0: You you need like the the phases of this are you need to find where this person is, but unlike most gather infos where it's fairly low stakes uh in this case you have the non-zero possibility of running into ojal Uh, (laughs) while you're trying to find this person uh, or if you take too long gathering information ojal gets there first
1: we're doing that thing where if you linger in a place to spot place too long in a video game, the nemesis shows up and...
0: Yes! Yes. <laughs> yeah. Ojal, is- Ojal is Mr. X in this <laughs> <laughs> analogy. <laughs> she is going to Kool-Aid man through a wall and scare the ever-living shit out of us. Maybe if
3: we put a Thomas a Tank Engine mod on her she'll be a little less intimidating.
1: <laughs> in my experience, that actually makes it more intimidating.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh engagement roll. going to be a one die. Neat. Okay, got a five. So, we are going to start a clock that we will be dealing with, which th- this is kind of going to represent the, uh you got a five on the roll. So this is going to be, I think basically a, yeah, this is kind of a, a mission clock, which functions like a regular clock, but basically um, when it fills up, the the nature of the mission changes so right now the clock is find the thief before Ojal does right if this clock fills up uh, it means that Ojal has gotten there first and now the mission is <laughs> get the information away from Ojal or escape from Ojal we'll see what the circumstances are <laughs> yeah. could be both could be both so you got a five so we're going to go with Two out of 10. It's already got two ticks because uh, you got a five. (laughs) That's basically the the risky position that you're starting in. That's the the consequence. So the good news is Lonnie and Roxanne live in the docks. Uh (laughs) So you don't have to travel very far to, to get to the places that you need to go. You know a lot of people here. You have a lot of context in the docks. The people, the citizenry of the docks are generally well inclined towards all of you and they will be willing to help. Mm-hmm.
1: I actually think at least one of us should plumb him in case mm-hmm. he heard about the job that took the information.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, somebody can definitely do that. Um, it's a little out of your way cause somebody will have to hustle down to crow's foot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's doable.
1: Do, do the lamp blacks in general not have something
0: here? Oh, they. Oh, okay. I thought you meant you wanted to talk to Bazo specifically. Uh, I mean, if he, you just want to he, talk, he's
1: kind of my in, but honestly, the the other lamp blacks will do just as well.
0: You all are are well known enough to the lamp blacks, and you're known as kind of Bazo's friend. Feels like a strong word. Acquaintance, <laughs> uh, <A laughs> <He> knows-
1: associate.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. that's a good phrase for it. <laughs> They're pretty sure that pissing you off or refusing you help is not going to make Bazo happy right. right now. These poor gang members having to keep up with the latest on, like, where do Minx and Bazo stand? <laughs> what is their friendship status? Are we supposed to help or are we supposed to fuck with them? And, and Minx wouldn't have
1: it any other way.
3: <laughs> There's definitely people who put bets on it who, like, vote the over-under for
0: what this week is <laughs> like. <laughs> yep, yep. It was a long way of saying, yes, you can talk to some of the Lamp Blacks here to see if they know anything.
1: Cool.
0: Okay. Go ahead and roll something.
1: Ooh, this is kind of a consort, yes? Yes. Not to get too deep into the weeds right off the bat, but what would a devil's bargain look like here?
0: Ooh. Yeah. I kind of like the idea of just... It's these two random lamp blacks who just, like, make you promise that you owe them a favor. Uh, hmm. (laughs) And (laughs) at some point they'll call that in?
1: Uh, no, I don't think I'm gonna roll with that one.
0: Okay. I think I'm just gonna roll it as is. Okay. I
1: got a four.
0: So you do it, but there's a consequence what what are you what are you asking? Let's start there.
1: Yeah, I, I'm gonna ask that some information bearer was hit around here at some point. And I wanna know if anyone's heard of it. I'm not gonna specify who, but you know what? Maybe make it a little more alarmist, like there's a potentially a big info leak. Okay. <laughs> and possibly because of we need to know more about it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, so kind of playing up the, like, this could be damaging to the Lamp Blacks in some way, yeah. implying that. I think that these these two Lamp Blacks that you're talking to, I think that they patrol the the area around Ink Row. They didn't know that it was an information uh, broker who got hit, but mm-hmm. they did hear about a, a break-in at, you know, what they thought was just kind of um, an apartment building, which normally wouldn't raise any eyebrows like people's apartments getting broken into in the docks happens a lot, Mm -hmm. but there was a surprising blue coat presence.
1: Like an unusually high amount? Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. The blue coats don't bother with that sort of thing in the docks normally, but there were a lot of them investigating, and then they kind of all disappeared very abruptly. And there was no sign of the people who were supposedly living in that apartment. So that was weird.
1: I think that's probably about the reasonable amount of information I can get out of this. So okay. I think I'm good.
0: All right. And then I think for the, the consequence, I'm going to take the clock up one, because I think you spend a, a decent amount of time chatting. Right. But you do, you know, get some, some info. I, I assume that the three of you are going to kind of fan out. To, yeah. to cover more ground. Okay, so Myra or Blair, what what do you want to do in order to try and get some information?
3: I mean, I was just going to roll consort for some NPCs at the dock. I was thinking that, you know, with Blair, in recent weeks, having been to the docks a little bit more often, um, maybe along the way, she just probably socialized with maybe like a couple of dock workers or fishermen or whatever. On on her way to hang out with Sitara.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, particularly, like, if Blair has to, like, stand around on the docks waiting for Sitara to show up, I can see where, you know, some grizzled old fisherwoman just starts chatting with you. Uh,
3: so this is gonna be a, okay, it's gonna be a consort, and this is not, um, gather info? It's not
0: gather info, um, so it's gonna be risky, I think I'll give you greater effect on this, um, okay. because of your, your positive relationships with folks in the docks.
3: Alright, I'm still gonna push myself anyway, since I have the stress okay. to spare. Do it. Okay, it's a four to two.
0: <laughs> so what are you what are you asking?
3: I feel like just asking about
0: suspicious activity in general is a bit vague. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I will tell you, sort of meta level, uh, with what I have planned, asking about suspicious activity is actually a decent w- way to go.
3: Oh, okay. I appreciate uh, the nudge in the right direction then. Okay, yes. in that case, uh, <laughs> Blair is going to ask if they've, you know, seen anything weird or suspicious characters hanging about.
0: Yeah, you, I think you, you kind of run into to a couple folks who have like a, a fishing vessel I think you probably met them initially because they uh they're like friends they're friends of uh Finn's family. That's oh, way okay. too many F sounds in one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so they they've seen you around, they know you. Um and you, you start chatting with them, ask if they've seen anything weird, and they will mention that they uh kind of like they they went out pretty early in the morning to to go fishing, and when they were coming back, they Saw somebody, like, kind of slipping out of a another boat. Nobody that they'd seen before. They were clearly, like, sneaking around. They weren't able to catch up to the person. Mm. But they went and checked the boat. It didn't look like anything had been damaged or, or stolen. It just looked like somebody was hiding on there and then slipped away and looked like they were heading for the, like, kind of the warehouse area on the docks.
3: Huh. I was gonna ask if they got a good look at her uh at the at the person, but um obviously not, I don't think.
0: Uh I, I think they can tell you that what they saw was like as this person was like flipping their, their hood up, gray hair in a braid, and just kind of as they, they turned their face away it looked like they were wearing an eye patch. Okay, <laughs> right. <you> <laughs> <laughs> But that was pretty much all that they they got in terms of of physical appearance. I think. Let's see. Your consequence. So you're having this whole conversation out, like out on one of the piers. I think I know where this is going. <laughs> and yeah, there's just like you know you're you're just having this conversation but as you're talking you're becoming increasingly aware of the sound of the waves mm-hmm. hitting the the pier and just how much water is around you and directly under you and uh I think Blair is going to take level 1 harm i think just anxious it's not like a f- you're you're not at like a full blown panic attack but you're you're just like Ugh. Um, I I need to go. Thank you. This is very helpful. Bye. <laughs> there she goes. <laughs> yeah, you got a little bit of information. It seems like this person uh, was hiding in a boat and then made for the warehouse area. Um, you got a little bit of a, a physical description.
2: Yeah, I'm super curious about this person with the gray hair and eye patch. Yes. I'm just trying to think who I would ask about that. Maybe the gondoliers would actually be someone to ask.
0: Yeah, gond- gondoliers are are very aware of people moving yeah. through the city. Yeah, and they're the closest thing we have to a spy at work.
1: God, I'm so glad we have them as allies.
0: I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> they're the yeah, best. that really paid off for us. Mm-hmm. We befriended like one gondolier in the beginning. Yeah,
3: yeah, and look at how great it turned out. Yeah.
0: All right. Go ahead and make a roll. This is going to be, uh, I think, same as as Blair. Um, risky, greater effect.
2: It is a five.
0: Okay. Yeah, you you head down to the canals, uh, chat with some of the gondoliers who are there, and uh, I think same as, as the other two, what kind of questions are you asking here? I'm asking if
2: they know of anybody who either was out of place or is known to like traffic and in information or be a thief with answering to this description.
0: I, I think that kind of initially... You know, your, your, your questions aren't, aren't specific enough. But when you give that description, one of the gondoliers like perks up and is like, Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, I saw her here, uh, last night. Woman, gray hair, braid, eye patch, uh, some facial scars. He, he brought her into the district late last night. And then she'd asked, like, can you wait here? I'll pay you extra to just wait here for me. And I think she, She came back, but just to tell him to, like, she gave him some extra money and just told him to go. And she said that uh, she was pretty sure that she was being followed and that it wouldn't be safe for her to go back to Coleridge. Uh, And so he should just go. And he was like, cool, appreciate the tip, bye. (laughs) And then left. Did this person
2: pick her up in Coleridge? yes how was she
0: dressed all all black not carrying a lot of stuff had a he does remember she had a large empty bag like a satchel with her when he dropped her off and then when she came back it looked like it was full of stuff he couldn't see what it was full of but it was clearly heavier i kind of almost meant like what quality of clothes like social levels Like somebody from Coleridge. Okay. Uh, Stuff is worn, patched. Yeah, this is not somebody from, definitely not upper class, not even, you know, middle class. This is somebody who is solidly working class. Hmm. You know, somebody from Coleridge. Yeah. I see.
2: I think Myra thanks the gondoliers for the information.
0: Okay, and you had gotten a five, correct? I had. Okay, which means I gotta give you a consequence. Yeah, I think the consequence is just that, again, um, it's time that you're spending on these conversations. So I'm going to take the clock up to four out of ten. Mm -hmm. How would you like to proceed?
1: Well, we do have contacts in Char Hollow as well. Perhaps we can tap into that information
3: network. I also think we should check out the warehouse just to follow that breadcrumb.
0: You could- so, I will tell you that, like, getting down to Coleridge, Char Hollow, and then coming back is gonna eat up a lot of time.
1: Yeah. Well, I- I was thinking Briggs as my point of contact. It's possible mm-hmm. that I can just go down to Char Hollow while you pursue leads here.
2: Uh, yeah, that works. Yeah.
1: So, Myra, you wanna stay up here as well?
0: Yes, I don't think that anybody should be up here alone.
1: All right. I am going to talk to some friends, then.
0: Okay. So yeah, you you can you know again find a, a gondolier and tell him to double time it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think I think we'll stick with Minx for the moment. Um, as as you speed down towards yeah, if you're checking it with Briggs, you'll be going to to Char Hollow, mm-hmm. um, which is actually a, a shorter trip than Coleridge.
1: So I'm I'm gonna tap Briggs's brain on this.
0: Yeah. You head into the, the Char Hollow market uh, to his, his stall. His, his big dog, Mallory, is hanging out with him. Uh, fortunately, doesn't have any customers right now. I think he's, he's uh, sewing a patch onto uh, a shirt. And why don't you give me a, a roll? Hmm. And then we'll go from there. This is going to be controlled because you are, are not really in danger at this point. Uh, greater effect. I got a six. Alright, this is gonna be a very useful conversation <laughs> for you. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, so what what do you wanna what do you wanna ask, Briggs? Yeah,
1: I'll ease into it, catch up a little bit. Um, but yeah. I wanna straight up ask after the woman fitting that description.
0: Uh yeah. So I, I think if you kind of give the context of she looks like this, mm-hmm. might be a thief, may have done a job up in the docks yesterday. Right. Uh, Briggs, like, listens to you explain everything, and then, uh, he, he kind of frowns for a second thing and is like, yeah, that, that sounds like, uh, Ruby. She, uh, works with, works with the, the Lost, uh, do you, do you, have you worked with them? It seems like you should have by now.
1: No, I haven't heard of them, I'm afraid.
0: Yeah, they're, um... Kind of similar in uh, approach to to the the three of you, um, trying to do good in the city.
1: I think if they left that many explosions, then I would have heard of them.
0: (laughs) Well, they're uh, not quite as uh, bombastic about it as you are. (laughs) Good folks. um, Most of them... They're trying to atone for things that they've done in their past. A lot of them used to be in rougher gangs or um, actually attra- attracted a lot of uh, former soldiers. Hmm. Yeah, Ru- Ruby has uh, inform- you know, gotten some information from me in the past. And, uh, yeah, actually um, came in a-, a few days ago asking about uh, some uh, other info broker up in uh, you know north end of the city. What was the name? Uh Salia, I think?
1: I see. Honestly, the picture being painted here isn't a happy one, I don't think. But thank you for telling me.
0: Yeah. Um
1: Do you know how I might get into contact with Ruby or The Lost or
0: There's a uh and he, he kind of starts uh fumbling around under under his, his counter um until he comes up with a a piece of wood that has like a symbol like engraved in it. Um and he kind of runs his fingers over it and is like, yeah, they uh they'll write this like in chalk on, on walls or whatever when they're trying to arrange a meeting. Huh. If if you put this around, it, it means that you're a friend, somebody who'll help. That's not a an uncommon kind of approach. Some gangs will do that as kind of a way to mark territory or a way to communicate. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this seems to be what the the lost use.
1: Then I am going to you know what? i'm i'm going to find a n- nice place to sit down if there is one uh-huh um and just have a perhaps a slip of paper next to me with the symbol on it you know what? i'm going to go get tea first
0: okay so you're just hanging out in char hollow to see if somebody from the lost shows up yeah
1: not 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 too long but i want to see what the response time is like
0: <laughs> okay um i think we're going to leave minx Drinking tea next to the sigil. Okay. For the moment. Um, And let's jump back up to the docks uh, and Blair and Myra. Uh, You two are going to head over to the warehouses to see if you could find this this person, right? Yep. Yeah. So how do you want to go about doing that? I
3: might roll a study about it just because that's what I'm good at.
0: Okay. So what is that going to look like? Like searching very carefully for for clues or signs Mm of...
3: Yep. Just okay. you know, being very CSI about this shit. <laughs>
0: um, I think this is gonna this is gonna be risky standard, or actually no, risky reduced because she's uh, we we established she's a good thief, good at not leaving signs of her passage. That was double twos. Yeah, so I think that it's just you. You spend a lot of time just very carefully scouring around some of the warehouses here looking for any signs of of suspicious activity, somebody maybe breaking in, and you can't really find anything. And I think that it's uh, something that just, it takes a lot of time. So we're going to bump that clock up another tick. So you're at five out of ten. Okay, that's fine. For Ojal finding the thief before you all do. Mm -hmm. Myra. Hear me out. I'm you a lot of leverage
2: and... (laughs) <laughs> yes you have <laughs> they frequently will like get into like random disguises usually like fbi for some reason and like yeah
0: yeah ask, they like the fbi disguises to
2: see people i have a fine cover identity could i use it to be uh-huh. a blue coat looking for this person Ooh. oh absolutely okay. <laughs> that's
3: very
0: good absolutely you could do this i didn't this. know if that counted um, if,
2: if like the skies counted as part of it <laughs>
0: I think to get a blue coat uniform I'm you'll have to, to, do, a to do a
2: flashback.
0: Yeah, you you can absolutely pose as a, a blue coat trying to find information. Um who are you gonna be asking about this? Just sort of generally people around in this area? Almost like
2: warehouse supervisors or like guards or whatever.
0: There's some of the warehouses have guards. There's like, you know, dock workers and teamsters moving shit around. There's there's a fair number of people you could question. Yeah. Yeah. So what a what are you going to roll for um, this? I guess it almost has to be a sway, right? It does. Yeah, you are. You are what lying like bargain? a rug <laughs> on the floor. Oh, I that. Devil's bargain. Hmm. I think that. It's going to be so you were going to have greater effect on this um, because of your fine cover identity. Uh, that's going to drop to standard effect because a lot of the people that you're talking to have already talked to the blue coats and they're all just going to be really annoyed that they have to tell this story again.
2: I'll take that. Okay. That's a four.
0: So you're asking around and people do seem. Irritated that yet another blue coat is coming around asking about this stuff. Apparently, the the like earlier in the day, the blue coats had just kind of fanned out all over the docks, and they're annoyed that another one of you is coming around. But you do get from talking to several people that a lot of them have seen like either belated signs of a break in, like uh, a window propped open, um, or like a lock has been picked. And a couple of them, like when you give the, the description that you have of, of this woman, a couple of them recognize like, oh, yeah, um, we, we've like seen a glimpse of somebody who kind of matches that description.
2: Am I able to track all of this to somewhere or at
0: least like to an area? It seems like she's moving around a lot. And I think the most recent you get is like at a warehouse from about an hour ago.
2: Yeah, I think we see Myra, (laughs) Myra staying in the middle of this empty warehouse, you know, just light pouring in from the door looking frustrated.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Let's jump back down to Minx. Hello. Hello. You are trying to to lure someone from the Lost into conversation. Yes. Can you give me, I feel like this is going to need to be probably a consort role. Um, and this is more of just to see, this is almost more of a fortune roll to see how long it takes for somebody to come by. Five. I think you hang out for like half an hour or so. Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody sits down uh, at the, the table with you with their own cup of tea. They just go, oh, sorry I'm late, got held up uh, on the bridge over here uh, and give you a a, a smile that doesn't quite reach their eyes like their eyes are very suspicious they are uh severosi short hair uh just kind of again sort of typical coleridge char hollow kind of clothes very like faded and patched but bulky in a way that by this point in your life you recognize is concealing weapons right (laughs) And uh, I think that they very casually just slide a hand out and grab the, the paper that had their sigil on it and just kind of tuck it away. Mm-hmm. Um, and are just like, so what did you want to meet about?
1: Oh, well, I was hoping to contact a a, a friend of yours re- regarding some recent business. Uh, more of a proposition than anything, really.
0: All right. Can you be a little more specific?
1: Uh, Well, uh, I believe her name is uh, Ruby.
0: Give me a roll. See how uh, uh oof. Mm.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I just rolled concert and that did not work out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is still controlled. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that what you get is uh the the smile fades a little bit, um, and they kind of give you a, a pointed look and are like, and what might your name be? So basically on a controlled position, on a three, you can either try a consort role again but it'll be risky (laughs) or you can try uh, a different approach
1: you know i do think i want to stick with consort because i think i'm just going to answer her question truthfully okay uh she she gently sets her tea down and says oh uh minks perhaps you have heard of me
0: and that is actually going to give you greater effect on this role because (laughs) they have (laughs) The magpies gets to throw are a- her
1: name around,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ma- well, yeah, the magpies are a tier three vigilante gang, like you all have got a reputation in the city, particularly with a group like the lost, so yeah their their eyes kind of widen a little bit and are like of the magpies,
1: uh yes, but precisely
0: those, I'm not sure if I should be flattered <laughs> or deeply worried
1: um uh, uh the, fir- the first definitely the latter is to your own discretion.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that that actually gets the first like genuine smile <laughs> <laughs> out of them. It's just it's a quick thing, but they're just sort of like all right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes and um I had known you all would run running, running that we would have had this conversation a long time ago. It seems we are at least somewhat in line in our intentions.
0: Indeed, uh you're a lot more public about things, which is why we haven't really reached out. We try to keep a somewhat lower profile.
1: Uh, I understand. You do somewhat need to know what you're getting into with us. But simply put, there was an item in possession of someone and it needed to not be there. We were intending to take it, but it was perchance instead taken by Ruby. So
0: we just want to know what happened uh give me that that next consort role Mm -hmm. um this is going to be risky greater effect um i will give you improved effect since you've been very forthright and because you're minx of the magpies damn it (laughs) yes
1: um what does the devil's bargain look like here
0: somebody uh is eavesdropping on this conversation
1: i think that's juicy enough for me to take it (laughs) I, I I have changed to evaluating Devil's Bargain solely on that criteria.
2: Yeah, <laughs> how juicy Thank they you. Are you? That's, that's <laughs> the point. That's good.
0: Yeah. Uh, the, the The person uh, kind of nods a little bit um, and is like, "Well, uh, I, I go by Chime and um, pleasure." Ruby found out that um, there were some. There's some info broker uh, operating up in like. Charter Hall, Crow's Foot, that area, who had some information on uh, one of the, the workhouse foremen down here. Real bastard. And we figured that if we could get our hands on that information, we could use it to our ends and maybe get him out of his position. Uh,
1: so if I'm understanding clearly, you wanted to... You switched to the blackmailing? Is that what I am to take from that?
0: Uh, yeah. We were going to try blackmailing this guy. I mean, it was going to depend on what information. Yes, well... She went up last night and hasn't come back yet.
1: She hasn't come back yet. mm In that case, it's highly possible that she is still in danger.
0: Oh, That's what I was afraid of. Um, What's your interest in finding her? Ah. Well,
1: she, potentially, has some information that we would rather not see come to light, and was in possession of who she stole it from, who was going to reveal it.
0: Oh, so other blackmail Yes, evidence. more blackmailing. Got it. We really just wanted that one piece. Mm-hmm. So, and honestly, it's more important that Ruby gets out of there safe. Right.
1: But... All of you be interested in a a bit of cooperation tonight.
0: I'll see who I can round up.
1: All right. I will not ask you at this time to reveal secrets to me, but checking places where she may have gone to ground.
0: We don't have as many bolt holes up there. Uh, We've mostly been focusing on, on Coleridge and Char Hollow lately. If you're looking for her, she might be more likely to come out if she sees a friendly face. So I'll see if I can round up some people. All right. And, uh, We'll we'll make our way up there.
1: All right, and Minx, well, th- I take it they'll just decide a meeting place.
0: Yeah, I think I think they they tell you like that sigil that you had, uh, you know, leave it in a, a place where you want us to meet, and we'll we'll be there. Okay,
1: yeah, and then I think Minx is going to try and get back up north.
0: Yeah, I, I think that you're you'll be able to to do that easily enough. So I think I think the three of you are able to reconvene and. Uh, yeah, how would you how would you like to proceed?
1: Well, I feel just like meeting the lost and coordinating.
0: So I, I will say if if you... I'm going to make a fortune roll to see kind of how that goes with them getting up here. Mm-hmm. And if you just kind of wait around for them, that clock is going to tick up some more because while you're waiting, Ojal is continuing to search.
1: Right. Mm.
2: Yeah, I think we'd better continue to search and... Either leave somebody to meet or, like, give them signs to help them follow us, like maybe the sigil with arrows.
0: Yeah, you could do that.
1: Okay. But now it's a question of where we're searching.
2: Maybe we could put the sigil in the warehouse area and see if she sees it and comes to
0: us.
1: Oh.
0: I think that you can guess that kind of, like, based on the fact that she is moving around a lot. Mm-hmm. If you leave a few sigils around, kind of with the arrows pointing towards, like, a central location, that increases the odds that she'll see them.
2: hmm So maybe as we search, we do that.
3: Just leave several sigils? That works.
2: Okay. And maybe we just keep, like, mounting searches from that central area so that we always return
0: there in a reasonable amount of time. Yeah, I think that sounds good. Um, why don't you all give me some kind of group check? Okay. I think at this point it might be a survey. Probably. I can lead. Greater. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for establishing that. Um, I'm going to say risky greater effect because you've got all this information about the sigils and whatnot.
1: I got a two.
0: I got a five. I got a six. Okay, so Blair's going to take one point of stress. Mm-hmm. Um, And yeah, so I think that y- you leave some of these sigils around kind of pointing towards... Where do you want to meet? You want to do, like, an alley? You want to do, like, a, an abandoned building? Uh, an alley works. Okay. So you, you, as you're kind of moving through the docks, you kind of leave these sigils with arrows pointing. And then I think you leave one, like, at the mouth of the alley where you want to meet. And, like, you check two warehouses and then circle back. Uh, and there is, I think, like, as you walk into the alley, somebody kind of slides out of the shadows behind you and just goes, who are all of you?
1: Oh, um, can I see who it is turning around?
0: Uh, yeah, if if you turn around, uh, it is a, uh, person who matches the description that you were given. Uh, she's got her, her hood back, like I said, gray hair, pulled back in a braid, um, looks like she's probably in her, like, mid-fifties. <laughs> um, she's got, uh, like, warm brown skin with a lot of, like, crow's feet wrinkles at, like, her eyes and the corner of her mouth. I'm in love. Has an eye patch over her right eye and, um, what looks kind of like, like burn scars on that side of her face. Oof. And, yeah, is is dressed pretty much how she was described. She's got a big satchel uh, uh, on her side like this. She matches the description.
1: Minx will just be like, oh, uh, hmm, the magpie's a pleasure to meet you. She'll offer her hand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Minx so right in that eye. <laughs> Like, uh, yeah, and she kind of raised her eyes, browns, like, a pleasure. Uh, what do you need?
1: Um, well, you see, we were, due to grievances committed against us by the former owner of what you have taken, we sought to take what you took, and we believe we can come to an arrangement.
2: We're here to rescue you, and hopefully we can reach
1: an arrangement after that. That probably would have been better to lead with, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh yeah, yeah, that's um yeah, help would be good. Uh there is some someone, something following me up here, and I don't want to lead it back to any of our safe houses further south, so I've just kind of been running in circles trying to lose it, and it has not been working. This thing, it does it look kinda metally. I haven't gotten too good of a look at it, but yeah, it seems like it's got at least some, like, metallic parts. It's got kind of a, a cloak covering a lot of it, but it looks like it's got, like, a, a metal limbs. I'm not sure if they're prosthetics or if the whole thing is metal.
2: The whole thing is metal. You pissed off Salia, and that's one of her servants.
0: Shit. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, it's it's not your fault. I'd rather know, uh, but...
1: Some, some of the lost are coming to meet us as we speak.
0: I really don't want to lead this thing back to any of my people.
1: Well, they are coming regardless. We could either leave a sigil telling them to turn around, or we try to find a safe space to wait for them.
2: I think we've got to set up some kind of ambush.
1: Yes. I think we may wish to have more people around us, as counterintuitive as that may be.
2: Safety in numbers?
1: Yes. And I do not think she would risk making too big of a scene amongst on a major thoroughfare.
2: Hmm. Ah, so go somewhere more public. Yes, I think that's a good idea.
0: Yeah, you can definitely do that.
2: Are there any taverns?
0: Oh, yeah, in the docks? Let's go to a tavern. Yeah,
1: let's do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel All like right. a hole in a tavern is going to make a scene. Yeah, so the the four of you head for a nearby tavern. There's people here, but it's not packed. Um, but it's also not totally empty. So right. there there are more folks here. None of them pay you any mind when you walk in. <laughs> and is is your plan to just kind of hang out here and wait for more of the lost to show up? Or
3: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, yeah, I think it has to be. All right. I'm going to make a fortune roll to see how long it takes them. Oh, boy. Hmm.
3: Um, the clock is
0: now at eight out of ten. Uh, oh, dear. <laughs> I rolled a three. I think you are hanging out there for, like, an hour. And Ruby is getting increasingly agitated. And then, after an hour, Chime shows up with one other person. Only one? Oh. I rolled really poorly on that one, too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least it's someone.
0: Yeah. And I think uh, Chime will very quickly spot you and kind of hurries over and... and grabs ruby's shoulder it's just like oh, glad to see her you're, you're okay uh we've been pretty scattered uh down there since the the last blue coat raid um so i wasn't able to turn up too many people particularly because we heard there was a lot of blue coat activity up here
1: yeah it's quite all right i do believe we are safe for a time longer here but apparently she is being pursued
0: yeah, and Ruby will just kind of nod and be like, I whatever's following me, I don't wanna lead it back.
1: We have happened to run into this pursuer before. hmm What about perhaps a blue coat station? I know that seems counterintuitive, but
3: <laughs> not super counterintuitive. I mean, the more chaos that we can cause really with this, I think it's gonna work in our favor because
0: it's Odol. <laughs>
1: Right, and that would just ensure that there's no way this goes unnoticed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, if you want to give that a shot.
1: Could do that. And th- this is all presuming that the two of you are staying, or are you-
0: Yeah, no, they're- they'll stick around to assist. Okay.
1: If we can just disable her for a time so that she can't follow us, that might be sufficient? Yeah. Yeah, let's get her incapacitated and- Point is, she, she needs to be incapacitated or busy. Yeah.
0: Do you... I, I feel like also while you've been hanging out here, you have the time to, like, talk to Ruby about the papers, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: she'll basically just, like, give you everything except the papers she needs. Okay. <laughs> That's a solid plan. <laughs> Maybe we should set up a gondolier escape vehicle. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, we find you outside the nearest Bluecoat station. How would you like to be noticeable? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh,
1: I I think just it's more making little effort to conceal ourselves, right?
0: Okay. I think as your your little group is kind of making your way to the blue coat station, you like. I think one of you like catches something like moving on the rooftop overhead but when you look up there's nothing there you hear like footsteps behind you uh, as you approach and I think basically you make it to like the the street like behind the blue coat station uh and as you're heading down that street a a cloaked figure jumps off a roof and does a sick like superhero three point landing in front of you and then straightens up and and you catch the the glint of of metal underneath the cloak uh and then it throws its arms out and a couple blades plop, pop out <laughs> 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 and there's just a very quiet oh shit from ruby <laughs> so yeah you found her Hooray. <laughs> good job we You've found done her. it she's here She's ready to murder. Because you have the, the advantage of both numbers and not being caught by surprise like you were last time, you're currently in a risky position. You have a lot more people with you. Uh-huh. And you know what you're dealing with.
1: I think Minx is going to grip her cane and put on a real damsel in distress act and just be like, oh, what is that thing? Somebody, somebody, please help. Oh my goodness! <laughs> okay, and what is what is
0: your goal there?
1: Uh, to get everyone looking at the metal monster thing in front of us.
0: <laughs> okay. Interesting. Yeah. Go ahead and give me a roll.
1: <laughs> I'm going to take it out as a sway.
0: Yeah, so I'm, I'm thinking through... I think this is going to be risky reduced effect.
1: Okay. Can I... Push myself up to normal effect?
0: Yeah. Um, and the the reason that it's reduced effect is because you have basically where you're at, you have two types of people around. You have average citizens who are going to see a fucking Terminator.
1: Uh-huh.
0: A, a metal person with blades jutting out of its arms and go, Hmm, no, I want no part <laughs> of that. Right. <laughs> and blue coats who you are, are known to work for the Circle of Flame. Hmm. Like you you can you're pushing yourself, you'll get it up to standard effect. If you do well, people will respond. But that's uh-huh. why I'd set it at reduced initially. Right. I got a six. There there are some blue coats who I, I think it is kind of like a patrol that's coming back and they are like coming back, they hear you shouting, they look over, and there's just sort of a collective double take of like, what the fuck? <laughs>
1: uh-huh.
0: Uh, And so they kind of start drawing weapons uh, and are like, you in the the cloak with the swords? Are they swords? Swords, stand down! (laughs) 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 They're very confused. (laughs) Ojal is ignoring them. Oh dear. But you have basically gained, uh, I'm going to say, another four people in this fray. (laughs) So, and they are armed, which is handy. Yes.
2: (laughs) Whether they're dangerous is another
3: matter. I'm tempted to mark off demo tools and maybe set off an, a distraction explosion, or maybe toss a grenade or something.
0: Hey, listen, you know I'm always here for explosions. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, then I'm going to do that.
3: Would this be a wreck? Uh, well, what are what are you what are you planning to do? Just set off an explosion somewhere that would get the blue coats and or Ojals attention.
0: Okay, in that case, it will be wreck. Yeah.
3: I have nothing in rec. So I'm gonna push myself for an extra die, so that way I'm rolling- I will take- I will take a
0: stress. I forgot how assists work. It's been a while since yeah, we right. did one of those. Yeah, no, Thank you, no Minnie. worries. All right, so you'll take a point of stress, and- Uh, I rolled double twos again. Unfortunate. What I'm imagining is that Myra is, like, standing in front of Blair while Blair is, like, assembling a, a makeshift explosive that she was gonna throw somewhere. Right. And you do throw it, but because it's makeshift, it goes off a lot sooner than you expected. Oh, jeez. So, Blair, you're going to take some harm. Again? <laughs> you can always roll to resist. It's yeah. Gonna be level two harm. Shrapnel. Can I put on some armor? Yeah, you can do armor. That's two load. And that'll knock it down to a, a one.
3: Okay, shrapnel.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, Ojal's attention was already on your little group, so that doesn't really change it. The blue cuts are like, What the fuck are you doing? Stand down! Yeah. <laughs> oh, these poor bastards are so <laughs> in over their head. I-, I will not stand down. Uh, Myra, what would you like to do in this moment?
2: Oh, God. Uh, so we wanted to try and disable Ojal. Yeah. I feel like if I could snarl shit around her legs, like take her down like Ooh. an at basically.
0: Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah, you, you can you can definitely try.
2: I can definitely try.
0: You can try anything. <laughs> it's the beauty of an Skirmish, RPG. Skirmish, because I'm trying to get in close and fuck her up, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm picturing with like a grappling hook. You're just trying to loop it around her legs. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, I know the scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all saw a Star War. Yeah, yes. we have seen one Star War. Um, yeah, exactly I think Skirmish once. makes sense for that. Uh, it's gonna be risky, reduced effect.
2: Can I push myself for increased effect?
0: You sure can.
2: And I have rolled a five.
0: Tell me what it looks like as you, you whip this rope around.
2: So I, I think that she's slashing at me with swords while I dodge around her and like, am like trying to loop this rope around her. Um, Yeah. And I manage to get it around both legs and then I just book it.
0: Yeah. I think that- in, in the process of that, that dodging and weaving, she does slash at you. Okay. And so you are going to take level two harm.
2: Uh, I would like armor.
0: Okay. Uh, so that'll be level one harm then.
2: Wh- what should I do?
0: Uh, like, gash. But, yeah, you do manage to get a rope tangled around her legs, and was was your goal to, like, have her fall over? Yes. Again. Yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah, just kind of as you run, you yank the rope and whoop. It's very comedic and like
2: <laughs> preferably in like a way that like it's hard for her. It's going to be very difficult for her to disentangle herself. Although I guess it is rope, and she can just fucking cut it. But
0: yeah, but I mean, you've you have knocked her down, and that's going to delay her for a little bit. She's going to have to deal with that situation before she can be an effective combatant again. Mm-hmm. Uh. So yeah, murder robot is on the ground. Uh-huh. <laughs> The the blue coats who are out here are basically just shouting at everybody to to put your hands up. They don't understand what's going on. Their current plan is arrest all of you and sort it out mm-hmm. <laughs> later. What what? Uh, and I think the the members of the Lost are they're they're kind of following your lead, but they mm-hmm. are definitely they're ready to run as soon as you tell them to. They're not really trying to engage in combat because they want to be able to book it instantly.
1: Right. I think Mix is still going to play dumb. Weirdly, uh, she's, she's gonna put her hands up and seem scared and just try to whisper over her shoulder to the, to the lost. Time to go. Okay. My intention being to start, uh,
0: why are you pointing those at me? Why are you
1: trying to arrest me? I don't, I'm not, I don't know any of this. And just try to, to try to Karen at them, kind of.
0: <laughs> just weaponize those white women tears yes try to to get them focused on you so they're less paying attention to the the lost running away yes is that kind of your goal mm-hmm. okay yes got it good loving it uh this is gonna be risky standard
1: got a five
0: so yeah they they kind of fo- like they focus it on you And, and one of them is just like, ma'am, we just, we just need to sort the situation out. If you can just keep your hands up and, and move (laughs) over here, we can. Oh my god, I want to go
1: home.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so they're, they're trying to get you to calm down. Uh, and the, the other three members are just kind of like, thanks we'll catch up with you later and just sort of like dip out (laughs) around the corner like bye Fair. (laughs) they run off to to the i think you all had told them like head for the gondoliers and tell them you're a friend of ours they'll help you out
1: yeah we we arranged a way out
0: (laughs) yeah 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 which would be a flashback but it's the gondoliers so it's a zero stress flashback so okay okay yeah so they they head off on a 5 i think the cons- the complication is that ojal uh slashes through those ropes and just kind of like rolls up to her feet in a very like inhuman way like mm-hmm. joints are moving in ways that uh, a human's body doesn't move which you know freaks the uh the blue coats out even more what is that thing
1: <gasps> i don't know please
2: help <laughs> it's a hull. you should get the spirit wardens it's a what? <laughs> can I command them? You can try. I would love to try. What is the difficulty in effect?
0: Risky, reduced effect, because you're a civilian. They, they're not, you know, typically inclined to listen to you.
2: Can you do a devil's bargain for increased effect, or is that just extra dice?
0: Sure. I think we've done that before.
2: Okay. What does it look like?
0: You're going to take extra heat. Cause eventually one of these blue coats or somebody else in the blue coat station who's looking outside on their coffee break being like, Shit, that looks awful. <laughs> uh, is going to recognize the three of you and be like, Oh, how do, we do you know feel that? about extra heat, so. guys?
2: I feel like it's already noisy. Oh, that's fine.
1: Th- that's fine by me.
2: Okay, then I'm gonna push it up to standard and we're gonna get extra heat.
0: Alright. I'll just go over and mark that on the sheet right now. Six. Damn. All right. One of the blue coats is just like, oh, oh, okay, okay, and takes off down the alley. So I am going to start a clock for spirit wardens arrive, and we're going to call this zero out of four. And yeah, so one of the blue coats has taken off to to summon backup and spirit wardens, but it's going to take a little time for them to get here. Mm. In the meantime. Ojal is up. Uh. Stabby. What can we do? Smoke bomb? I mean, yeah. You do have three smoke bombs. We do? Uh, yeah. You got them from Sikhs, like, last season. What would that- Well, it depends on what you want to do with the smoke bomb. Are you trying to give yourselves cover to get away? I mean, I
3: think so, because there there's no really beating Ojal, and especially if the spirit wardens are coming. Like, Blair's gonna want to bail it, at least.
0: Okay. Yeah. In that case, I would say this could probably be a prowl um, because you're you're using the smoke bomb for cover to sneak away.
3: Okay, I'm gonna roll prowl then.
0: This is gonna be risky. I don't think I gave Ojal anything like infrared vision, so it'll be standard. <laughs> <laughs> that was an option, something to that effect, where where she would have enhanced sight. But I think I gave her super jumping legs instead.
1: <laughs> um.
0: Um. Devils Bargain? Oh, what were you going to say, Josie? Uh,
1: I was going to say I might like to ex- to assist.
0: Thank you.
3: I appreciate that. So that's one extra die, but also you still, devil's-, still yeah. devils
0: Bargain? Yeah. What would it be? Ojal's definitely going to kill some people before this night is out. Okay, I accept that. Well, that's that's <laughs> not the consequence. The or the bargain. The bargain oh. is that the ghosts of the people <laughs> that uh, she kills are gonna blame because they saw her or whatever they fixated on they will fixate on blair uh in their vengeance and yeah. that's gonna be a problem for future blair to deal with
3: you know what I, here's the thing i'm so good with ghosts like i feel <laughs> like i'd be able to make amends with them i i accept all right i know only the highest number matters but i just want to read out what everything came up with i got one two three six
0: <laughs> so, it's glad that I got that <laughs> for it to die. Um, yeah. So, uh I think you you pop this this smoke grenade and throw it down and yeah. uh Seeks did real good with this one and this this thick purple gray smoke just immediately billows out and fills the the space and are are the three of you just going to book it? Yes. yes. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, so you run away and as you're running you hear gunshots and screaming, as presumably Ojal turns on the blue coats. And yeah, you you were able to get away and live to fight another day. Woo! Dope.
1: we gotta have that surprisingly unstabbed.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, the the fact that you got so many other people involved helped significantly.
2: It's gonna uh-huh. we're gonna pay for it in heat though.
0: Yes. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Uh, Ojal Ojal is a very dangerous individual, but she is an individual, and numbers can help. <laughs> All right, so uh, downtime stuff payoff in terms of coin. So I'm going to give you a choice. You have a bunch of information um, from Salia's kind of blackmail network. It's not everything, but it's a, a chunk. It includes some evidence uh, on Roxanne's grandfather. It looks like somebody was able to recover some old reports that mention his name. You can make a choice of if you want to hang on to this information, it's blackmail material. Like some people who you don't really recognize, but there's a few nobles in there. Hmm. I'm leaving it vague so that, you know, if we want to have it be like, oh, we happen to have blackmail information on this person in a future score. You can do that. You could sell it to somebody like Briggs. Um, who will pay you, for this kind of thing, Briggs will pay you five coin. Ooh. Um, you have eight in the vault right now.
1: On the one hand, juicy gossip. On the other, money.
0: Wanted to make it a a, a choice you would have to give some thought to. Yeah.
1: I think Minx is actually leaning towards keep the juicy gossip.
2: Yeah, it might be a useful resource
3: to have. Myra's definitely of the opinion that knowledge is power. The five coin is tempting, but yeah, let's keep it.
0: Okay. So, uh, I think probably the the next day, really, you, you show up at, at Lonnie and Roxanne's apartment and Lonnie will let you in and, and kind of, she, she gives you a crooked grin and, and signs, uh, we, we noticed the commotion, guessing that was you?
1: Uh, a good guess. Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, she'll, she'll let you in. And, um, Roxanne kind of immediately asks like, did you did you get it?
1: Y- yes, we did. Unless you want us to keep it around for whatever reason, we intend to destroy that.
0: Now she's she's just like that's fine. I was gonna do that anyway, so yes.
1: Good, good. And no one has bothered you since.
0: Uh, no, not for now.
1: That's good. Thank that's good.
0: Thanks for taking care of this. Uh, appreciate it.
1: Hey, it's no issue uh, un- unless there are more skeletons for us to look out for
0: uh, I think Lonnie starts to sign something along the lines of like <laughs> well there was that duel in Aruvia and Roxana's is just like stop it stop <laughs> <laughs> she's making things up you desperately need to know about this duel in Aruvia now <laughs> Lonnie's just like I don't know how to use a sword <laughs> It's clear, Lonnie is clearly in a much better mood now that she knows that this threat is- Yeah. (laughs) Oh, good. Has been removed. (laughs) Roxanne is just like, babe, please. (laughs) I've been so stressed, I don't need this. (laughs) Stop telling people you were a duelist. They're adorable. I love them. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um yeah so they they will they will thank you and you know I think Roxanne is is already uh you know says that she she's putting together some notes on on something to include in the pamphlet about how you all like you know foiled a a a terrible plot to to blackmail innocent people without naming names <laughs> just something to give you all some good press right <laughs> yeah so you know you all you all say your bu- goodbyes get hugs and and Head on out, and I think you—you you actually you make it all the way back down to Night Market, and you're you're close to the Hound's Paw when you you hear kind of from uh, an alleyway like minks, huh? Hmm? And you you look, and Clave is lurking in an alleyway, uh, kind of again in that sort of like raggedy clothes disguise, um, and she kind of waves the the three of you over.
1: Well, it went down without a hitch. Hmm.
0: I mean, for some definition
1: it was. uh, what condition did Otoll come back in?
0: Well, um, Salia had to pay some pretty hefty bribes to get her out of the, uh, the Bluecoat's hands. Apparently they brought out enough firepower to disable most of her form, and they just barely got her out of there before the Spirit Wardens swooped in. Oh dear. You were so close. It's gonna take a little while before they're able to rebuild the central piece is still intact, but a lot of the frame Mm -hmm. isn't. Well, Um, that's good.
1: Yeah, we may be able to sleep easy some nights.
0: I'll try to let you know when she's um, out on the streets again. Clave. Yes? You want
2: Ojal the hole to stop, right? That would be nice. I found out how to release the spirits in holes. Unfortunately, Means that we have to find something important, to Ojal, because it it's it's all anchored by some item of personal significance.
0: Clave kind of furrows her brow and and nods and is like, "Yeah, the whisper who did the ritual to put her in there asked for the same thing." I I
2: think we have to find the exact
0: one. Salia has it. She keeps it locked up. Where? In her home, I think. I don't know where she actually lives, but she keeps it with her.
2: She keeps it with her on her person all times, or just in her home?
0: I think just in her home. Which, Myra, you also have no idea where she lives. She kept you all in one yeah. location and met with you there. I can, I can try and find out where. I'm not going to try and break in to get I'm it. I'm not asking but I can you to, but
2: if you could help me find out where Salya lives, that would be a great help.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it'd help all of us. I'll I'll do my best. See what I can find. Thanks. Yeah, you get the information you needed.
1: Yes, yes, we did.
0: Good. Uh, I should go.
1: Yes, but pleasure working with you again.
0: Yeah. Uh, guess it wasn't that bad. All things considered. Mhm. Good luck. And Two. you. Keep your head down. And she's going to swoosh away down the alley.
2: It's so very strange to be working towards the same goal as Clave and not in competition. I
1: can only imagine. What was it like living with her?
2: Oh god, it was awful. The only one who was even a little bit okay to live with was Ojal, and... Uh. You saw how that ended? (laughs) Clave and I never, ever worked well together. Even when we were put on something together, we were fighting. That's probably not her fault, that's just how Salia is. A little bit how Salia is... A little bit how Clave is, honestly.
1: No offense intended, but I'm surprised she didn't leave before you did. She doesn't seem like the sort who would be do well under someone's thumb.
2: She's ambitious, but I think she had a good thing going. We all did, honestly. It was better than what we were going to get on our own.
1: Well, you were never going to be on your own. Now you have us!
2: Before you. She, just like all of us, had to weigh freedom versus a possibility of
3: advancement.
1: Hmm. Well, maybe there's hope for her yet. Hmm?
3: Maybe once all this is over we can see about getting her out too. hmm I think that's what she's I think that's where she's headed. Very strange. Anyway
2: Is Myra accepting a hugs right now? Myra's always accepting a hugs from the magpies.
3: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, uh, I time. just wanted to ask, yeah, Blair's gonna give her
0: a hug.
2: Yeah, I think Myra like wraps an arm around her shoulder and squeezes. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening. The Magpies will be back in two weeks. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at magpies underscore pod and visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash magpies podcast. The Magpies Podcast is GM'd and produced by Ree. Follow me on Twitter at Rhiannon42 and check out rpgskillcheck.net for my copy editing and accessibility freelance site. Blair Culhane is played by Kim Kogut. Follow her on Twitter at jones. Minx is played by Josie. Follow her on Twitter at DragongirlJosie and watch her art streams at picarto.tv slash dragongirljosie. Myra Keel is played by Minna. Follow her on Twitter at Minna The opening and closing theme music is from Trio for Piano, Violin, and Viola by Kevin MacLeod and is used under a Creative Commons license. The Blades in the Dark roleplay system is the creation of John Harper and is published by Evil Hat Productions. Fiona sounds right. Fiona does sound correct. We're going to go with Fiona, and if it's wrong, oh well. Uh-huh. Her name is Fiona now. <laughs> yeah, listen, we, we changed a character's name in the course of a single episode one time. It's fine. <laughs>